0: I invite you to hear now this morning's uh, Old Testament lesson, which comes to us as 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 uh, ministership as Shella. I was trying to give you a title there, but as Shella said, I'm I'm reading from Isaiah 43, verses one through seven. Hear now the word of the God. But now says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob; He who formed you, O Israel. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight. You are honored, and I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, don't withhold. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, Christmas is surely over, right? Right? Last week, we had the wise men come, and now they're gone. And it seems like to me that maybe the hope that we celebrated in anticipation in Advent and the the presence of God with us, Emmanuel, on Christmas Day, that that has sort of evaporated on the coattails of the king's. And so this morning, this is supposed to be the day in which we celebrate the baptism of our Lord. And that that God recognizes Jesus as God's own son. And this is revealed that that is who Jesus is. And this is to bring hope to us this day. But today, I felt a little bit more in line with our other lectionary text. The text from Isaiah is speaking a word to those who are in exile. The Jewish people have been removed from Jerusalem. The temple has been destroyed. They've been living in Babylon. And everything that is meaningful to them, everything that gives their life purpose and coherence has been withheld. They cannot return to Jerusalem because they are forcibly being held in exile. The Israelites feel abandoned. And I think I can kind of relate to that feeling. I don't know about you, but 2022 has kind of given me a kick in the teeth. It doesn't feel like that hope and exuberance and joy that I felt on Christmas Day. The pandemic is throwing kinks in our plans. Either you know somebody who's sick, or you go to the grocery store and there's not enough workers there to stock the shelves, or you can't get parts for your car to get repaired, or whatever it is, it seems like everything has been taken away from us that seems familiar. And this has happened to us again with the pandemic and and Omicron. And I think that some of us also may be feeling our own sort of more personal exile, Some of us within our community are dealing with major illnesses. Some of us have losses of loved ones, um, either family members or friends or even pets. And others of us are facing economic challenges and maybe not knowing where they're going to be able to get the money to pay for their daily needs. Or maybe some of our members are dealing with an estrangement from family and friends for whatever reason. And so it can feel like the world is going on around us and we're standing still trying to catch up. We feel removed from everything that seems to make sense and that was part of our normal existence. And so like the Israelites that are in exile, we're probably asking those same questions of when will we be restored or even will we be restored? And that's what Isaiah is speaking to the Israelites in today's passage. God has heard their cries. God has heard their lament, their their calls for help. And Isaiah is speaking to them directly, personally, intimately, and saying, God hears you and is with you. God says to them, you are mine, I created you, I called you by name, you are precious, I love you. How could they not remember this story, their story that that goes over centuries, where God has been with them. God has not abandoned them, led them out of Egypt in the Exodus, gave them kings to rule them, built a glorious temple in Jerusalem, and built up the kingdoms of Judah and Israel. God has been with the Jewish people. and When Isaiah speaks to them this way, it reminds them of the larger story of the Jewish people, and how God has always loved them and is with them as the chosen people. And so the stories have been really important to me in the past few weeks and months. And one of the things that we've been doing at my house is reading a children's Bible. We received a gift from the children's department here at St. Mark. And Grant has been really interested in reading through those stories, and he's eating it up, like one after another after another. And we also got him another Bible for Christmas. And it's an even more concise version of each little story. There's only four or five pages. And these glorious pictures, they're very colorful and vivid, and they tell much more detail about the story. And each little little story has about four or five sentences on each page. And so Grant can hear one of those stories and say, read another, and read another, and read another, until we finally have to stop because we're tired of reading. But he can go through that book in two or three days with us reading to him, and so we get the whole story that travels through our Bible. We can see the overarching message that may not be apparent to us as adults, apparent to us as adults, that you know when we read a passage or we hear today one story, we don't necessarily see the, the big picture. And what we can see by reading the story of the Bible within two to three days, all of it encapsulated pretty quickly in our memory, is that God has created us as God's children and loves us so much that God will do anything, no matter what, to always come after us and to find us and to redeem us and to seek us. And so as we're reading these stories about how God equips Deborah to overcome the enemies or how Saul ruled as a good king. But then when he wasn't so good, God provided David. And then when some of the other Kings kind of fell out of, of, uh, favor and weren't good Kings, God brought about Josiah and Josiah rebuilt the temple and reinstituted God's law. So every time we hear these stories of how the people turn away, God still comes after them. And God helped those in the fiery furnace from getting burned up, those who believed in God. God helped Daniel in the lion's den. God gave Jonah a second chance when Jonah turned away and provided him with a a big fish to spit him out back where God wanted him. So there's all of these stories that we read in succession over and over again about how God equips and uses people to help others. The Bible that the children's ministry gave to us puts it in a really great way. It's a concise way, a simple way, a catchy way for children to remember what God's love is. It talks about it in a phrase that appears in every single, single passage. And it says that it's God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. So I got to read that many, many times over the past few days. And it kind of sticks in your head. And that's what I want for you to hear today. It should stick in your head. And this has come to me um, more through this. I mentioned the importance of stories. One of the Christmas gifts that I asked for this year was a subscription to Ancestry. And so this is my new rabbit hole. Now, I'll I'll go down the rabbit hole and I will spend hours. Bob will come come upstairs, go to bed, and Bob will say, what happened to you? I, I thought you were coming to bed. And I am going down the rabbit hole of exploring the backstories of my ancestors, some of whom I have never met before and I'll find uh, uh, something that shows me where someone was born on a ship coming over from Hungary, or I I see a story of one of my ancestors who ran an inn in Wisconsin, or all of these different things that create a family story for me. But the more interesting part about that is I'm even becoming to know the story of some of the people I actually know. Like my grandparents and my great-grandparents, I only knew them when they were in their 70s or 80s, and so I really didn't know their whole story. But when I can go back and see some of the things about the wedding announcements and the great joy that was celebrated and the, uh, all of the parties that they had and all these other pieces to their lives, I never really knew. It's fascinating to me to see a different story about my family. And I think that's true. We can, we can create our own story. I saw something on social media about how someone asked a, an 87 year old man about how he's dealing with the pandemic and, and doesn't it feel um, just too much to him? At his age, he'd already lived through polio and diphtheria and Vietnam demonstrations and all sorts of, of just unsettling periods in time. And is this just too much? But he replied to the person that was inquiring and said, oh, no, no, no. This really isn't anything. I learned long ago not to pay any attention to the news headlines, not to read what my life is about through what I see in the media, but that I create my own news headlines because you see that I see the world through people around me and how they treat one another, and we love big. And so I write the headlines Husband Loves Wife or Old Man Meets a New Friend. And so I see in that that we too can write our own headlines and create our own stories of the things we see around us. And so today we might be asking, Where is the modern day Isaiah? Who is it that is reminding me, giving us the assurance of God's love, presence, and protection? Well, I think that for us, one of the things that can be helpful is thinking about um, this book that you may be familiar with. It's called The Five Love Languages. Anybody heard of that one? I mean, it was kind of popular. Yeah, I see some hands. It was kind of popular um, many years back, but it kind of sticks with us because basically the idea behind it, the premise is that we express love to one another in more than one way. The book goes through five different types of ways that we express love to one another. There's words of affirmation. There are gifts that we give to one another. There's the acts of service, the kind deeds and things we do for one another. There are the physical presence, the touch, the hugs. And there's the time that we give to one another. And so I think that if we look hard enough, we'll see that God can express love to us in more than one way as well. And for me, that became really important this week as I was feeling in my own exile and frustrated and I I just felt like I had been um, left behind and out of sync. But you see, this week, I have 100% confidence that God is with me and that God loves me. You know why? Why? because I saw it in things around me. When my son came up to me out of the blue and said, Mommy, I love you. These are God's words spoken to me that God does indeed love me. When I received a letter in the mail that came all the way from Thailand that one of our members posted to me when he heard about my job that will be eliminated in June, he he wanted to express his concern, but also his appreciation for my ministry here. That was God's love, speaking to me and giving me affirmation about who I am and how I am a part of this beloved community. When I went to the grocery store and the man who who bags my groceries on a regular basis, Edward, looked me in the eye and he said, It's good to see you today, madame. He was telling me that I was part of a community and was recognized and called by name and beloved. When my husband volunteered to exchange the socks that he got me for Christmas for the right size. Trust me, I don't want to go to the store after Christmas. And I did like the socks. So, no, this was the year of socks at our house. But when my husband offered to go to the store and exchange those to get the right ones, that act of service, told me volumes about God's love. And then I had a neighbor who gave me a beautiful gift out of the blue. I was having sort of a down day and my neighbor shared some tamales from Texas. They may not mean something to you, but I do love me some good food. And the tamales from Texas are the bomb. And when she out of the blue offered me these tamales, I had a great lunch that said, God is is here giving us gifts and offering that to us in love. I had another friend who sat and listened to me lament about the fact that I could not get my car towed to get it to the shop. I was in a wreck in December and still have not been able to get it fixed and then listen to my laments about the grocery store and not being able to get things serviced and whatever, but to have somebody just sit and be with me. That was God's love present in my life. And I see it here in our community of faith too. When I put out a call for volunteers to help with supper club when we bring folks back indoors. I said we need some more people to come help us serve. I received a positive response. And so that along with all the volunteers who have been serving in that capacity, that shows me that people are willing to serve on God's urging to help people in in need. God will help people in need and will provide the people to serve. We received a gift to our outreach ministry unsolicited this past couple of weeks. That to me was a reminder that God provides love in the form of gifts and will always be there to make things happen for our ministry. I had someone walk up to me and in our supper club ministry and give me a hug and just a Gratitude for, for my presence there. And I've received words of affirmation about the ministries here at the church. Gratitude for what we do in the community. You see, God's, God's words, God's gifts, God's acts of service, all of this, God's presence, are here with us in our community of faith. If we just look for it, And so I invite you to continue to both hear and write the story of God's love. I want you to start with these words. God loves you. Hear me now. Thus says the Lord. I love you. I love you like I love my son, Jesus. I've called you by name. You are precious. You are mine. Each and every one of you, here and everywhere. You are part of God's amazing story. God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreakable, always and forever love story. You just have to write it yourself. Amen.